Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with the one and only and legendary Mr. Greg Dickerson. How you doing, sir? Doing great, Michael. Good to see you. Absolutely. So uh, as you know, undoubtedly, we get a big number next tomorrow, uh, CPI. Uh, expectations for headline are 7.3, month-on-month month, 0.3 for both headline and core. Uh, but I want to actually talk about the bigger picture of inflation. Uh, Jeremy Siegel, who is somebody you've probably heard, a Wharton professor, he's often thrown on CNBC. He is saying that inflation is over. Uh, we, we are already seeing disinflation and we'll soon see deflation. Um, he thinks the Fed uh, will raise 50 basis points Wednesday and pause all of next year and ultimately cut 200 basis points because of a recession. What I wanted to ask you is, do you see inflation that way or do you see part of inflation being easy and another part of it being structural or sticky? Because I think I think you're th I think somebody's thoughts on inflation will drive investment decisions. And I was just curious what you thought about inflation. Yeah, so I think some parts of it are going to be stickier than anticipated, higher for longer. Other parts are already coming down. Commodities are already backing up, coming down. Those, by the way, are recessionary indicators, you know, commodities dropping like they have. But, you know, oil's down, lumber's down, copper's down, uh, those types of things. But what we're still seeing very stubbornly high is food, for the most part. Um, energy, it's come down, but it's still high. You know, it hasn't come back like some of the other commodities. I mean, gas is still, you know, an, on average over three bucks, which is not cheap. Generally, it should just be over two or at two. So that's still pretty high. Energy costs this winter are hitting a lot of people, um, you know, things yeah. like that. Health insurance premiums came down. That's what dropped inflation last uh, last month. That was the reason that was lower than expected was because of uh, health yeah, insurance. One year, one time adjustment. Food. Yep. Yeah, food's still higher, labor's still higher, cost to produce goods is still higher, the labor market is still way out of balance. Uh, real estate as a whole, um, you know, when you look at the medium house price, I mean, it's still up, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't think that's come back yet. Um, and Not rent, nationally. Yeah, Not nationally. yeah, and rents, you know, on average are still up, although some markets, you know, it's, it's coming back. So there's going to be elements that are going to be stickier than they think, but I think we might potentially see a quick retreat back to about 4%, but I think okay. that's where it's going to stay. I think they're going to have a hard time getting inflation below that 4% threshold if it can get back to there. And that, you know, we could see that as soon as, you know, Q1, Q2 next year. Wow. Yeah. Cause I, it's funny that you say 4% cause that's, that's, that's actually the number for me. So this is how I break it down. My audience may know this, but in case it's the first time they're watching, I think there's an easy component of inflation, which is stuff, which you correctly said, lumber, commodities, all of that coming down. I think that takes us from what was the high water mark of nine, one to six. Then there's what I call the hard and that's housing, you know, rent owners equivalent rent. Uh, I think that get, you know, and again, I think we get to 6% in Q1. I could see that then from six to four. I think that's a lot slower. A lot of it's because the data is backward looking and all of that. I don't think we see four until late Q3, early Q4. And then there's the structural stuff that I actually think might be years, right? Wages, uh, services, uh, onshoring, bringing manufacturing back, uh, de-globalization. I think there's a chance, Greg, that we we have, you know, four, 3.8, 4.1 inflation for a couple of years. Do you think that's possible? 
Well, I think it might be permanent. So I think oh, the, permanent. The question, that that well, would be more than a couple of years. Permanent. <laughs> so you know, if wages have adjusted and they're going to yeah. stay there, then arguably prices can be a little higher. So it's yeah. just your next evolution in that target rate. I'm not so sure the Fed will ever get back to a two percent. They would have to oh, completely wow. destroy the economy to do that. Yeah. So I just okay. don't think they will ever be able to get back to two percent. I think the new normal is going to be around four percent for inflation wow. and you that's know, game changing well i mean how are you gonna back wages up you know i mean you have to really destroy the labor yeah. market which really affects the economy which really you know and this is a global thing oh it's global so, it's as this is global yes, yes yes yeah and you know the speed of which you know inflation drops next year you know i could i could see us getting you know closer to four or five like you said by the end of next year how quickly it comes down you know who knows but i just don't think it's going to go much below,er than that, you know, unless you get into a super stagflationary environment where, you know, there's just absolutely no growth. People are getting laid off. Nobody's spending any money, you know, then it, then it could come back, but you know, the economy's still pretty strong. The labor market's still pretty strong and, you know, wages yeah. are not backing up anytime soon. Yeah. I really, yeah. And there's wow. a lot of people that still have a lot of money. I know that people watching this might be struggling. Maybe they lost their job, whatever the case may be. A lot of people have lost a lot of wealth in the markets and crypto and things like that, real estate. But there's still a lot of people that have a lot of money and a lot of spending power out there yeah. that kind of outweighs the other, you know? Yeah. When you when you think about 4%, I, I was willing to look at 4%, you know, again, 3841, right? That little range until like 2025, right? That's kind of how my mind went. But yeah, talk about that being permanent. Because it, how I translate this is I try to figure out inflation because for me, inflation becomes what does the Fed do, right? Because again, I, I run, I'm in the real estate business. It's a debt business. Cost of capital is something I'm concerned with. So if we can, you know, if inflation's running at three, eight, the funds rate's got to be north of four, which means, you know, maybe long-term mortgage rates are, I don't know, high fives, low sixes. So it, you know, we may be going back to what I was paying in 2005, six, seven for debt. What do you think? Well, I mean, historically, those that's where it was, right? You yeah. know, historically, interest rates were in the sevens, you know, five, six, seven percent. You know, what we've seen in the last two years is just not normal. It's very no. distorted. And then even before that, since the bottom of 09, I mean, rates never really got above five percent. Anytime they got near five, the market would crash. So the reason I'm saying this is because if you think about why do we even have a two percent target to begin with? What is that all about? That. Yeah. That number gives the Fed room to reduce rates to stimulate the economy, increase rates to slow it down. So that's why they have a 2% target. If they target zero, you know, zero inflation, um, which would be a deflationary outcome, you know, would be zero. Disinflation is just inflation backing up. We're already getting that right. in commodities. That, but deflation is, you know, stat, you know, stagnant lower prices in the long term. So let's just say you got to a zero interest rate or a zero inflation rate. I mean, there's nothing the Fed can do to stimulate the economy at yeah. that point, other than just throw money pump. out there. Yeah, pump, yeah. Yeah, you know, through stimulus and all these other things. But, you know, so that's why that 2% is a number. Um, the question is, is that a realistic number given the current state of the economy and global, global economy moving forward? And yeah. is it enough cushion for the Fed to be able to do anything? That's why I think somewhere around four, it could be threes to four, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. is, is yeah. probably where it's going to level off. And it just, again, they'd have to do so much damage yeah. to get it down, you know, below that level. Because like you said, the Fed funds rate has to go up above it. And that would just destroy markets. 
Yeah. I think it's wild that you, you've correctly pointed at this because there's a lot of economic papers I've read over the last 30 days um, that are basically saying the Fed has to give up on 2%. Some are saying, hey, do they go to two and a half? Do they go to three? I don't think I've read a paper yet talking much above three, but I think there's a general understanding that this era, which is three, four, five, ten 10 years in the making, is going to force the Fed to revisit their 2%. And that'll have that'll be game-changing, right? And again, back to your point from the earlier video, a lot of that debt people had the last two years, that is now an asset. If you're in residential and you have 30-year fixed-rate debt at 2.8, know that that debt's an asset. There will be people that will pay more for your house uh, to assume that debt. So uh, the next three to five years are going to be amazing to watch. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. And I mean, nobody knows what's going to happen or when. It just it just seems to me that inflation is going to stay higher for longer than we think, because the only way to get it down is you got to completely destroy demand. And that's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty wild to think about. Greg, where can people find you? Yeah. Greg Dickerson dot com. That's where all my info is. Go check it out. Awesome.